What's up guys, it is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video and today I'm going to be going through all four fantasy positions and talking about the player that I think is going to finish number one. So this isn't just a player that I have ranked at number one, you know a few of them may overlap but this is the player who I think has the highest odds of finishing at number one in their position and then I'll also go through a few honorable mentions for each position, you know kind of give the case to those guys as well. Because, you know, a lot of guys get picked number one at their position or each year, you know, everyone thinks they have a great idea who's going to finish at number one. A lot of times it doesn't necessarily come true because you're picking one dude, you know, against a field of a ton of very, very solid players. But I'm just going to be breaking down the case for the players that I think will finish at number one. While you guys are watching, if you're enjoying the content, just do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and then let me know down below in the comment section who do you guys think is going to finish at number one at each position? And let's jump into the most important position for fantasy football, and that is going to be the running back spot. And the first honorable mention I want to talk about is going to be Najee Harris. We know he has the workload, 18.1 carries per game last year, five and a half targets. I think on the Steelers offense, he's going to have improved efficiency. This offense is going to be much more balanced. I also think we could see an improvement in his touchdowns. He scored 10 last year in 17 games, not horrible, but with that workload, you know, 18 carries over five targets, he should be getting into the end zone more than 10 times, especially when he is getting all of those red zone touches. So I think Najee could totally be the RB1 looking back at the season. The next honorable mention is going to be a Dalvin Cook, and we know he can turn in a high-end RB1 season. We saw it in 2020. You know, he only finished behind Christian McCaffrey, who only played three games, and then he finished behind Alvin Kamara in points per game. So, you know, he was either the running back two or running back three, you know, if you're doing like a minimum game threshold. But that year, he averaged 24.1 points per game. You know, that would have been the RB1 this past season, if we're not going to be counting uh, Derrick Henry's eight-game season. He's not a guy who's going to receive top-tier receiving volume, but with his rushing volume, you know, plus maybe he could get lucky with a high touchdown season, that could propel him, you know, to the RB1 slot. And then my last honorable mention is going to be Jonathan Taylor. And I feel like all offseason, I've kind of been a little bit down on him, and I really just do not, like, hate the player. Like, he's my running back too, but everyone seems to view him as the consensus number one. So I'm not trying to discredit his 2021 season, but personally... You know, he is in the mix, but I think a lot of people do think he can repeat. I wouldn't be anticipating that just because when we're looking at his points per game, 21.9, that is fantastic. He was the running back one, you know, if you're not including Derrick Henry because he didn't play a full season, but that is the lowest RB1 average since 2015. So it kind of just happened like a year where none of these top guys really had these insane seasons. These receiving backs like Alvin Kamara, you know, didn't have a massive year. Christian McCaffrey was injured, so he didn't finish up there. So for him to repeat, he's going to have to rely on some underwhelming seasons from some of these other running backs that I've talked about. But hey, you know, it could totally happen. It happened last year, so it could definitely happen again. But the player that I think is going to be number one running back, it is Christian McCaffrey. It's just rare that a player seems like such a lock to finish number one at their position. The only thing is that Christian McCaffrey needs to stay healthy. And obviously that's a big if when you're looking at the past two seasons, but you know, if he is on the field for close to a full season, I just don't see how he doesn't finish, you know, as the RB1, unless he just gets abysmal touchdown luck. But let's look at his last four seasons, 2018 averaged 24.1 points per game. That was his second NFL season. Then in 2019, 
That was the massive year. 29.1 points per game over a full 16-game season. This man averaged over 29 points per game for a full year. That is unbelievable. Then in 2020, 29.3 points per game. That was only in three games. And then last year, he averaged 23.6 points per game in his five full games. So I think, you know, his real average was like 18, but he left two of those games early. So I don't feel like, you know, that's kind of like a fair thing. So 23.6 points per game with poor touchdown luck. So that is why he is my RB1 overall. And, you know, that is why I think he is going to be the number one running back in points per game. Now, shifting over to the wide receiver position, the first honorable mention I want to talk about is going to be Justin Jefferson. In his first two seasons, he has averaged 17.1 and 19.4 points per game. We just know he is a stud wide receiver. And in 2021, he totally would have been in the range to be the wide receiver one. You know, if Cooper Cup didn't have that absolutely insane season where he just blew everyone out of the water, Justin Jefferson was first in air yards, air yard share, and deep targets, second in receiving yards, third in target share, fourth in targets. The only thing he kind of lagged behind in was the touchdowns. 10 touchdowns isn't something to sneeze at, but if you're going to have a wide receiver one finish, you're probably going to need to be scoring, you know, close to a touchdown a game. So he was totally in range and he could be the guy to get it this year. Another honorable mention is going to be Devontae Adams. No doubt he has the wide receiver one potential. He was the wide receiver one in points per game in 2020. He was the wide receiver two last year. He's going to be in a slightly worse situation, but he should still, you know, be a target funnel on a high volume passing attack. So he's always going to be in the mix. And then the last shout out is going to be to Jamar Chase. You just can't count him out to be the wide receiver one. You know, he doesn't have the locked in volume of some of the players being picked around him. He also has some solid wide receiver target competition, but he is just an elite playmaker. After a wide receiver five finish as a rookie, he could take another step forward on this Bengals improved offense and potentially turn in a wide receiver one season. But my pick, no surprise here, it is going to be Cooper Cup. We only have a one-year sample size here with him and Matthew Stafford playing together, but it is just impossible for me to pick against him. This Rams offense just operated through Cooper Cup. He was insane. He led the league in all these categories. Targets, target share, red zone targets, receptions, receiving yards, yards after the catch, touchdowns, and yards per route run. He did everything. And even if he regressed you know, a decent amount, he could still finish as the wide receiver one That's how big of a cushion there was between him and the next best wide receiver last season. So he is my pick, but wide receiver can be kind of volatile. So one of these guys could have a massive year and upset him, but I do think he would be the kind of like leading contender here. And now for the tight end position, I only have one honorable mention here. It is going to be Mark Andrews. He obviously deserves a shout out because he is the reigning tight end one. He saw a massive bump in usage last year. A lot of that was likely due to the Ravens running back injuries. They went way more pass heavy. I think those pass attempts will go down again this year, but he's still going to be, you know, Lamar's primary target. They traded Marquise Brown, so we know he's going to get some solid volume, but I just don't think he's going to outproduce my number one, which is going to be at Travis Kelsey. And really, I feel like, you know, the big factor here that could limit Kelsey is just his age. You know, maybe it finally catches up to him. He's significantly older than every other player I've talked about, but he has just finished as a top two tight end in the last six seasons. So incredibly consistent. You know he's going to be up there. 
And now he's the clear number one target on this team with Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins. I think the Chiefs are still going to be very pass heavy. Don't think they're going to change up their offense too much. And so Kelsey could actually see some newfound volume that maybe he hasn't even seen yet in his NFL career. So that is why I think he is going to be the tight end one. And now the final position I'm going to be talking about here, it is going to be the quarterbacks. And for me, this was the toughest position to choose from, just because I do think there are a lot of top tier candidates. And one guy kind of stood out, but I could really see any of these players having a great shot at being the quarterback one in points per game. So the first honorable mention is going to go to Lamar Jackson. And the tough thing is I was really considering Lamar here because if he performs well, you know, he performs close to his ceiling. You know, no other quarterback can touch that production. 27.7 points per game in 2019. When I'm just looking at him, I just think that elite ceiling has lower odds of hitting than some of these other guys going around him, including a guy that I do think is going to be number one. The next honorable mention is going to go to Kyler Murray. And I feel like people, I talked about this all last offseason. I really liked Kyler Murray heading into the 2021 season, but he had an insane 2020 year. The thing is he sprained his shoulder, which is when we saw his production really take a dip. But in the first nine games, I believe he sprained his uh, shoulder against the Seahawks. So before that game, he played in nine games. He averaged 29.3 points per game. You know, he was actually outperforming Lamar's insane 2019 season. Those numbers did fall off. But then last year, he didn't really live up to the potential. He was better as a passer, but his rushing usage just really fell off. Obviously, he did have, I think, an ankle injury, but I mean, his rushing had tanked, you know, way before he did have that injury. So if he goes back to using his legs like he did in 2020, he could be well on his way to a QB1 finish. But if he doesn't, I just don't see it happening because I feel like you've got these other semi-mobile quarterbacks who are just going to put up a better passing volume. And then the last honorable mention, this may be a surprise to some people, but it is going to be at Jalen Hurts. I really do think he can make a run at QB1. It would definitely kind of be a shocker, but just looking back at last year, he was the quarterback six in points per game. That was his first full year as a starter with a horrible receiving core. I'm not someone who thinks Jalen Hurts is like a good NFL quarterback. I don't even know if he's going to be the quarterback after this season, but for fantasy, the man is a beast. They bring in a stud wide receiver one for him. I expect him to retain that rushing production he had last year. He is a threat on the goal line. He has a chance to put up double-digit touchdowns. And if he can just make like a decent progression as a passer, not even anything crazy, he could still be like a below-average league passer, but that could still bump him into the QB1 conversation. But I do not think he competes with Josh Allen. That is my pick to be the QB1. I just couldn't go against him here. He doesn't have the highest ceiling, you know, like a guy like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray if he uses his legs a ton. But he has the perfect combination of still having a high ceiling while also just being very consistent and having a pretty high floor as well. So he doesn't need to hit that peak ceiling to be the QB1. You know, he was the quarterback two in points per game in 2020. He was the quarterback one last year. And what I mean by he doesn't have to hit that crazy ceiling is he was the QB1 last year, but he actually had a down passing season. So he actually had some, you know, some struggles in a certain area, but still was the number one option. So that is why I think he is the best choice to repeat, and that is why he is my QB1 overall. He has that ceiling, but he also has that safety, you know, year to year also. But so those are my four guys, Christian McCaffrey at running back, got Cooper Cup at wide receiver, Travis Kelsey at tight end, and then Josh Allen at quarterback. 
probably not too many surprises there. You know, maybe you go with a different guy at each spot. Like I mentioned, there are a lot of honorable mentions, you know, also some good choices, but those are my guys. So thank you guys for stopping by, staying all the way through, and I'll see you in the next one.